Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my guest today is Brittany Dixon. Brittany, thank you for joining Rising Tide. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. We had a little, little pre-chat here before the interview. And folks, I don't think I've ever seen anybody's wall behind me that, that are behind her that organized. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so you, can you point those out, what the, what the, what the letters stand for? Yeah, so B and Co stands for Brittany and Co, which is the name of my company. So I just figured I'd jazz it up a little bit. There you go. Well, Brittany, tell your, the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually live in Columbus, Ohio. Well, outside of Columbus, Ohio. I live in London, Ohio, but it's not the cool London, so I don't tell people that. <laughs> um, so I grew up in a small town here and kind of just stayed but I really am looking to travel. So that's kind of why I've put my business online, which is awesome that you can do that. Um, I'm a mom of twins. So I have twin girls that will be six next month, which All is right. craziness to me. You had to get organized. Um, <laughs> yeah, it actually was not really a like luxury. It was a necessity for like survival. So <laughs> yeah, um, but I actually started off in the wedding and event planning space when mm -hmm. I got into my career. Um, I was in hospitality and customer service forever. And then I jumped into that because I thought I wanted to be a wedding planner. Um, come to find out I loved all the planning and logistics and all the things that went into events, but not necessarily the wedding side of things. Uh, so I actually worked for a corporate restaurant doing similar things, but I kind of got out of the wedding space and did more like corporate event planning, um, catering, that kind of thing. And I was there for about four years and I was an out of the box thinker, you know, as most entrepreneurs are and the corporate structure there did not like that. So I was actually let go from my job in July of 2016, which came to be a blessing in disguise. Um, and I started my business actually as a professional organizing company. So, um, I went into people's houses, mostly other mothers of twins <laughs> and helped them to organize their space and declutter and really just help them live stress-free as stress-free as you can with twins lives. <laughs> um, and then I did that for about six months and then I knew I needed to hire a business coach because I had no idea what I was doing running a business. Um, so I dived into that and she introduced me to this whole online business world and I basically jumped in to do productivity and organizing coaching. And then it kind of shifted into what I'm doing now just through experience. And I realized that so many business owners started a business because they were passionate about something, but couldn't even get to that thing because of all the backend systems sure. and processes and disorganization. Um, so I really niched down and started doing systems consulting. So um, I have three DBAs under my LLC. I'm three and a half years in and it's shifted every single year. But I basically went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses. And now I'm, I'm in the space that I want to stay in. So, <laughs> so you, get, you said you had three DBAs. Are you still doing all three of those things? Yeah. Or you're, you're kind I'm of not. In business? Nope. I've, I'm stuck with Brittany and co. It just, it shifted every year. So I just did a DBA instead of restructuring the entire LLC right. um, because, you know, financials, bank accounts, all that jazz. I didn't want to sure. mess with that. So um, yeah, Brittany and co is here to stay. We're not shifting anymore. We found the right space. <laughs> so, but you're not doing home organization or I'm not. event planning. No, I have, no, I have some people that I refer out that sort of business to because right. I do still get some people to ask about that here locally. Um, so I've kind of partnered with some other professional organizers here in the, in the area. 
Um, and then as far as event planning, I worked for a restaurant doing it. So I got pretty burnt out. Um, so really just planning my kids' birthdays are, are the only events that I plan now. <laughs> and you know what? When they're six years old, it, it's got to be fabulous. It has to be something Disney related. or Oh, yeah. Case, it's so. unicorns and rainbows this All year. Right. So it should be interesting. <laughs> So tell me this, I, I, I want to circle back just for a second, because yeah, it's yeah. really interesting. The idea of, you know, you, you've heard of entrepreneur, but, but the idea of being an entrepreneur within a business is more like entrepreneurial. So yeah. it, it takes the right kind of company to allow their employees to kind of spread their wings and, and pursue things within the framework. And I think there are so many companies out there that, that really struggle with that. And you said you're the company you you yeah. worked for had the same struggle with what was what do you think was the was the major issue was that your ideas were not fitting within the ethos or the strategy or yeah it was it big, was big, big enough what was the problem a little bit of both um honestly i think that it was very old school thinking um that this is the way we've done things forever and why change now um sure. But, but the problem was their, their goals that they wanted did not align with the things that they had been doing. Uh, basically, I had astronomical sales numbers to hit and the way we were doing things, it just, that it was never gonna add up. So I started doing things that were outside the corporate box, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, th I think it also was old school management too. My direct sales manager was just like, oh, why are we gonna rock the boat? Let's just keep doing it the way we're doing it. Um, and I just explained to her, like, you know, that's really the definition of insanity, right? Like you want <laughs> things to change, but you're just going to keep doing it the same. Like that doesn't work. So, um, yeah, it was a lot. It was the corporate structure, corporate politics, the old school thinking, um, and just, I guess, not thinking big enough right. that they could do right. other things. So yeah, it was a little bit of everything. Well, I, th I think that's going to be helpful because, you know, as people are, are thinking about making the shift and, and maybe they're, they're experiencing some, cause some of the same frustrations right now with you know, the kind of the thinking outside the box within the framework of the box. So yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's somewhat difficult, but now that you've kind of found your feet in the kind of the business yeah. organization and space. So you and I are just stepping on an elevator. We're going up 10 floors. Give me your business pitch and, and how you can help my company. And, yeah. and kind of tell me who the, who, who's your real avatar? Who's your ideal client? Yeah, so my, you know, 30 second elevator speech is that I help visionary entrepreneurs really integrate and create better and more efficient operations so that they can actually scale their business without having to live in the day to day of their business. So uh, a lot of that entails project management and making sure their systems are set up very efficiently for that. Same thing for team and client management, making sure they can manage all of those moving parts and then automation. In this online space, really automating whatever you can to free up your time. So um, I really want to free up their time so that they're visionary, they can make that impact, and I can help create that ripple effect. Ding! The elevator doors open. Yeah. I step out on my floor. <laughs> then I turn around and I say, "Wait a minute! How do you know how to automate my business, or are the systems universe? I mean, what's the?" What's if the next question I'm going to ask you is okay, you don't know anything about my particular business, how could you yep. automate that? Yeah, so all businesses have processes and systems. Uh, yeah, they're different from business to business, but there are a lot of core features. You have to have a CRM in place, 
face to manage your customer relationships. You have to have a client onboarding process to manage your clients when you're onboarding them. You have to have a project management system in place. So a lot of things are universal. Yes, there's a lot of customization to it, but the basic core principles behind what needs to happen and the different processes that need to be documented are pretty universal across the board. So um, I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs. Those mm -hmm. are the people that are the big visionaries and they have the big ideas, but they just don't want to deal with setting up the structure to make those things happen. Um, and those are the people that tend to gravitate towards me because I've got, I, I do have a creative, a little bit of creativity as well. So I can understand their world, but I also bring them back into like, Hey, we have to have this operations and this, this foundation sure. and the infrastructure for those things to happen. <laughs> so that question I just threw at you was not on the list that I sent you before the, before yeah. our chat here. So I knew <laughs> that you were going to be able to answer it. I'd never, I would not have set you up like that. So awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> tell me this though. You, so you, you mentioned that you, you like to work with creatives. Is there a reason, or I, I think you were used the term visionary. So is there a reason that you are kind of aiming at that? Is it, do they see things differently or do they see the value of your services more freely? What's the, what's really the target there? Yeah. So I think for me, and this is actually a big realization that I came to when I shifted into the system space was that I want to make a big impact, but I am a behind the scenes. I don't want to be Tony Robbins on stage talking to tens of thousands of people. I don't want to go on book tours and like, I don't want to be that in that limelight, I guess but I still want to make an impact. So I want to be there for those visionary people. So again, I can create that ripple effect and help them to free up their time so that they can go make a bigger impact. Um, and not even like all of those kinds of people. It, it's also those people that are helping with websites, right? So um, in order for them to serve their clients better, they have to have better backend systems. And right. then the people they're serving that have better websites that are doing big things can then do their thing more efficiently. So um, I really think it is just creating that ripple effect. And those are the people that I just love working with because we can make a big impact together while I still stay behind the scenes. <laughs> See, you, you dove a lot deeper. I was just thinking, yeah. you know what, they're the ones that need the most help because they're, well, they're probably, that's, the probably that's probably the short answer to it. So yeah, we'll throw that in there too. But um, yeah, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, I love the way that you, you really framed that because in such yeah. a, in a very positive way and, and you kind of laid out the groundwork, you didn't throw anybody under the bus. You just said, <laughs> you know, this is exactly who, you know, why the, the services are, are valuable. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you said that. So I have said time and time again, you can build an extremely successful business with messy backend systems and infrastructure. Um, but if you want to scale and go bigger and make a bigger impact, you have to have repeatable processes in place. It's just not, again, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. It has to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. so tell us once that you said, um, did I, do I remember correctly? You, you kind of said that you have really refined within the last year that you are focusing more on kind of the business processes side of things and kind of leaving the yeah. household and the, and the, and yeah. the wedding planning, event planning out of the way. So, so tell me what caused that shift and how has it been, you know, in the past year since you made that shift? Because 
we're really talking about different clientele every year. Every time you yeah. shifted, <laughs> you've got a different market. So yep, yep. how did you, how um, did you find that them? That was you... probably the biggest struggle during my three and a half years of entrepreneurship was the shifting. Mm -hmm. um, just because it is a different clientele every time. It is different messaging. It's different branding. I mean, I've been through three brands now. Um, so it is a lot of shifting. But I think that it was just a natural progression and evolution for me. Um, thinking back to all of my previous positions that I was in when I was in restaurants and customer service, when I worked for the event planner, when I worked at the restaurant, I was always doing process improvements, right. whether it be in the restaurant, when I was moving things to be in a place that would be more efficient or uh, a sales process inside of my marketing job at the restaurant. Like I looking back, it all makes sense now because I was already doing that in all those positions um, so I think it was a natural progression but it was not like just an easy ride <laughs> like every shift I made there were like all kinds of things that had to change even still like now growing my business it's hard because every level you get to you have to add new processes you have to sure. add new team members you have to bring on more people and it, it's those shifts that if you have the foundation in place it'll make it easier to make those shifts because they're gonna happen regardless let me ask you another crazy question. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes people that provide a service, they're so busy providing that service for others that they, that they sometimes fail to implement the same things in their own, in their own space. How do you, yeah. how do you balance that? I mean, I know that you're obviously a practitioner because you couldn't yeah. teach this well unless you were a practitioner, but do you, do you implement the same things in your own business and you do that as well as you can help someone else do that? Kind of understand the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, everybody that does what they do. They do it well for clients, but there's missing pieces on their, their side of things. Um, I will say that everything in my business is completely functioning. It works really well, but there are always going to be processes that need to be fixed and tweaked and changed and added on to. Sure. Um, but I think the big thing for me is I have that process mindset yeah. that I know if I'm changing a process or if I'm adding a process that I need to just document it while I'm doing it. Whereas the creatives and the visionaries are like, oh, I'm just going to do the thing and they don't document it. <laughs> exactly. They don't create training videos. So then when they try to bring somebody on, it's really difficult to pass that on. So um, I have all kinds of things that need to be more efficient. But I think that because I have that mindset that I can go in and change it as things come up. I have a great infrastructure in place now and it's just going to continually get better. Um, so yeah, that, I actually had somebody ask me that question. I show a lot of behind the scenes and some of my checklists and things that I use and process documents. And they're like, well, doesn't that make you extremely vulnerable? And I was like, well, yeah, but if somebody points out like, Hey, you can do that better. I'm going to take that suggestion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We so, can learn yeah. from just about anyone. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I, I love that answer. I, I mean, there's a, there's a balance between, um, you know, the perfection in, how, in your systems and the fact that, you know, businesses just grow. They just grow yeah. and they change, and they evolve over time. So, yeah. I mean, there will always be processes that you can do better. And it's not because there's a deficiency. There, it yeah. may just because, be because your business is changing and scaling and, and growing. Yeah. And you're thinking, or there's a, do new, things differently. New tool. There's a exactly. new tool. There's a new tool. something better. Or there's some sort of automation that you can add in to take the manual piece out of it. Yeah. I mean, everything is always changing, evolving. So as long as you've got that mindset of documenting processes and adding things as things come up, then you should be good. Yeah. Right. So tell me in the last year, what, what's been kind of the, a real highlight that you can you know, look back in the last 12 months and think, 
Wow. I, I went to bed that night thinking, wow, this is fun. I, I am yeah. <laughs> all out of the proverbial park here. So yeah, so I actually, I did like a yearly review at the end of the year while I was planning for 2019 and just the amount of connections and mm. people that I got to meet and people that I worked with, a number of clients that I had. It's just when you're in the thick of it, you don't realize how big of an impact you're making. But just looking at that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I talked to like thousands of people over the years and have talked to them about what I do and showed them how to improve their business. And that has been huge. Um, with that obviously comes good income, right? Because sure. my income has went up every single month. Um, but I've just, I love the impact piece of it. And mm. I do videos a lot on Facebook and all the things, but um, going to in-person events in here in Columbus and someone saying, oh my gosh, I love your video. And I'm sitting there racking my brain like, wait, have we met? Do I know you? Um, I don't, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I saw your video and you did this thing and you talked about this and it changed my business. Like that has been, I think the biggest thing for me is the impact piece. Um, but obviously with that comes the, the increase in income, which is great when you're growing a successful sure. business and adding team members and all the things. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I just love that. The amount of people I had coffee with, like is absolutely crazy. <laughs> and people I got to connect with and businesses I learned about, it's just been amazing. You need to carry your like a little a little invoice printer with you. This when somebody yeah. says, "Hey, you have me." Okay, well, I'm going to invoice you for that because that's wait. How, how many hours worth that's of my exactly, right. so, let's... How much did I improve your system? Yep. So yeah, that's yep. I'd like to like to you know in kind have the invoice to kind of match that. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, I love that answer because it is. I mean, there there are obviously one or two days that you could point to. You say, "Wow, that was a." That was a four-letter day that, that, you know, our four-digit yeah. going, wow. But and then there's, so then there's other days that you're like, whoa, what am I doing this exactly. for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when everything comes crashing down and all the tech things happen and everything yeah. breaks, it's, it's a crazy roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. You ought to try doing, in, doing uh, podcast interviews without internet. That's uh, that is, oh, fun. Yeah. that's always yeah, uh, a, I'm fun actually thing. looking, I'm looking at potentially starting a podcast this year. So I'm like learning from all the pros that have done it already. Like what are the ins and outs? What are the things I need to look at? <laughs> there are a lot of people out there with that, that know this space really well. I don't happen to yeah. be one of them, but there are a lot of them. <laughs> but I will help you any way I can. So yeah, yeah, me, that's awesome. I'm going to take a little curve here because I want to tell you yeah. a, just a really quick story that happened this week because you mentioned you have twins. My, uh, and, and you're from London. My, um, <laughs> my oldest child is married. My son-in-law is actually from London, the, the big one. Uh, in, okay. <laughs> so he, yesterday, he, was, he lives here in Virginia with us. Yesterday, he was driving home from work and had an accident because it was raining and the car hit yeah. him from the rear and it was kind of tough. Oh, no. So he had, no, I guess it was Wednesday. So Thursday morning, he has a twin sister in London. She called and she said, you're never going to believe what happened. She said, I was driving home Wednesday in the rain and I had an accident and oh, I, my, my neck gosh. and my, my, I feel like I got whipped. You just, you just, you just gave me goosebumps. I've heard so many twin stories like that. That's crazy. It is. And he looked at me he, when he told me that. He said, you know, kind of like, do, 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 do. That's kind of, do you oh my gosh. there's a connection? And I said, hey, I, I, who am I to say? I mean, my twins had their own little language too. And I actually, I have twin brothers and they had their own little language and like they would have a whole conversation and no one knew what they said, but they would go off and do stuff and they knew what they were talking about. Like, 
it is. It's a it's a crazy like twin bonding. I'll yeah, never get yeah. it because I'm not a twin, but <laughs> I can get it kind of from the outside. So. Right, we can live vicariously <laughs> through them. That's exactly. yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to take a little bit of a little turn here and kind of dive a little deeper into Brittany Dixon. And so tell me who, I mean, I know that you've probably watched a lot of videos and read blogs and follow people. Who is one person online that you look at and you go, you know, other than Marie Kondo that says, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that person has inspired me and, and tell me why. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the Marie Kondo for business, by the way. I'm just going to throw that in right, there. Right. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, there's more than one person. I, I follow Jay Shetty for like really motivational, inspirational mm -hmm. stuff. And I love his story. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm honestly going to say like what has changed my life and business. I don't know if you've heard of boss mom before. Um, but the CEO that runs that, she literally changed my entire business. When I got into the online space, I joined her uh, Facebook group and I joined her group program and I joined her um, like higher level group program with accountability. And honestly, every time I worked with her, I kept moving forward in my business. Um, and I just, I love her story. She actually used to live in Columbus, Ohio, which I found out later, which was cool. Um, I went to her retreat this past year. I went to the retreat the year before that. I got to speak on stage at wow. her retreat. Like she has just completely changed the way that I do business. And honestly, like I wouldn't be in the same space without her. So um, yeah, I would say boss mom and she's mom and does all the things and is kicking butt in the online space. So that's always cool too. Well, that's the first time that her name's been mentioned on our podcast. So, yeah, uh, very cool. <laughs> Is yeah, a, she's got a community of about 30,000 followers wow. on Facebook, uh, her Facebook group. And then she has a podcast. She has, she actually has the Boss Dad podcast, which is cool. Um, and she's doing some pretty cool stuff. So, We'll, we'll certainly have that in the show notes. But tell me, is there a uh, quote that inspires you daily? Is there anything you got taped up beside your computer there? Or? Yeah, I actually have this rock here on my desk that says this or something better. Um, I've recently been doing a lot of like mindset shifts and mindset work. And I'm actually in part of a program that is, it's called shift three, six, five, and it's a mindset upgrade every single day. Um, and I try to be really, really positive because when I was growing up, I was not, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I had a lot of stuff going on. So really shifting my mindset to be more positive and, and saying that this as it is now or something better is how it's always going to be. Is there, if you could kind of get in your time machine and go back a year, go back 18 months, two years, however far you want to go back, what, what is one line of advice that you wish you knew then that you know now that you would give yourself, you think our listeners may be able to, it might help yeah. them out starting out? Yeah. So when I got into the online space, as anyone in the online space knows, there's a lot going on with <laughs> online marketing and sales funnels and opt-ins and Facebook ads and websites and all the things. Um, and what I would say to myself 18 months ago is to pick one thing and focus and refine and refine and refine and refine again, instead of trying to do all the things. Um, honestly, if I would have done that 18 months ago, I would be a lot farther in my business now. Um, I have since learned that obviously, right. um, I actually have a course that is on version 3.0 because I kept going with it and just refining it instead of starting something new. And each time it grew in income, it grew in the visibility it was getting. 
And if I would have just started something new, it probably would have taken a lot longer. So um, yeah, focus, pick a thing that you want to do and just keep refining it and stop trying to do a million things. You can't write a book and do a podcast and create a program and launch something and have all these things and do clients. Like it's just not possible. So, so I'm going to follow up because you, you say such interesting stuff. I have to follow up with the questions here. I, I can't follow them. Yeah. I don't drive that way too. So I don't ever follow this. <laughs> what would you pick to name one social medium that you would pick and one thing that you would, you would have focused on if you could go back 18 months or so? Yeah. So I would have focused more on LinkedIn because of my clientele mm -hmm. instead of Facebook. Um, and doing one thing, I think I would have focused more on, I would say probably just lead generation. We all want to do all of these things and start podcasts and make big impacts and do these things. But if you don't have cash flow coming into your business, you can't do all of those things. Once you have the cash flow coming in with clientele, then you can pay other people to help you implement those things. So I think if I would have just focused solely on LinkedIn and solely on finding one-on-one -on -one clients, I would have been farther than I am now too. <laughs> you know, I have interviewed people at virtually every stage of development of, of business. Yeah. And I think that that lesson that you just outlined, um, you've learned that pretty early in your pathway, relatively speaking. So yeah, yeah. I think that is going to benefit you immensely as you, as you grow your business, as you expand and scale it. So I, I yeah. want to commend you on that because I, that's a hard lesson to learn for so many, especially. It is. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's still hard for me to say no to stuff and to say, Oh, I want to do all these things. Wait, let's pull it back. Um, so that's still hard for me. Cause like I said, I, I'm still the creative type and I, I want to do a podcast and I want to do a program and I want to do all these things, but just knowing that there's so much that goes into just one thing that right. when you try to do all of them, it's just, it, it's not going to be possible. So right. it, it's still hard for me, but um, just having that mindset and knowing that it's worked in the past, I think is also helpful um, that I've refined something and every time I refine it, it works better. Um, but yeah, it's still, there's sometimes where I'm like, wait, wait, let's pull it back. Let's throw it on the idea board instead of putting it into my plans. <laughs> well, I think that there's, there's, Part of that is just, it's like, you know, I, I show up at Alcoholics Anonymous and the first step is yeah. realizing that, you know, hi, I'm Kevin, I'm an alcoholic. But the idea that you realize that, you know, that you realize, and it's, yeah. and there's a difference between doing things that are kind of contributing to that one thing. Like, are you doing a podcast yes. to promote this? Are yeah. you doing a, you know, are you starting a blog to promote your one thing versus yeah. a, an array of disjointed things? You're just kind of throwing yeah. spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. So. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, visibility this year was huge podcast program and one-on-one -on -one people. So like, those are kind of the things that I, the big things I wanted to do. And if things do not filter into those big things, then I have to make sure I'm saying no to them. Uh, which again is really difficult because you want to do all of these cool things, but if it doesn't filter into that one focus, it's, it's difficult. <laughs> Well, this is a perfect segue into the into our next segment because I, I want you to take all of that business acumen you've acquired in the last few years, and I. So now <laughs> we've got the whole elevator full of people, and we've turned the key so the elevator can't move, and we're going to do a micro class here on, on your Yay! service that you provide. So, 
you have the floor. It's this is your time to really kind of outline exactly. I mean, just just really teach our listeners the, the whatever thing you want to teach them. And you know, here's the three step. Yeah. You fill in the blanks, but take it away, Brittany. Very cool. Okay, so if anyone is in the online space, you've probably heard of Trello. Uh, it's a free project and task management tool, and it's really great for collaborations. It's really great for managing information, tasks, all the things. So um, what I found is that everyone has a million different apps and programs and information in a million different places and content everywhere, projects everywhere, tasks, emails, all like everything. <laughs> so what I tell my clients is that you, you need to create yourself an all-in-one hub. You need to have a space where you can manage everything uh, that also connects with the other tools that you're using. And for me, this was Trello. I found it probably about two years ago. And when I first started using it, I probably wasn't using it most efficiently because I was still learning it, but I really had put my own system inside of it. And now inside of Trello, I can manage my weekly plan so I can see my entire week laid out. I can see any projects that are coming up in the next 30 days. Um, that also includes personal stuff because I'm also a mom of twins that has to keep up with the household and all the things to do. Um, I also have a business management board where I manage all the nuts and bolts of my business, my headshot, my bio, my team members, all of my processes. That's all housed inside of Trello. I house all of my content inside of there. So I have a content workflow. I share it with the two team members that work on content. We can collaborate inside of it. We can save content to reuse it. So I'm not constantly creating new content um, and collaborate inside of there. I also manage all of their projects that they're doing. I manage podcast pitching. So I have my VA pitching podcasts for me and that's managed in Trello. Um, I'm trying to like visually think through my boards here. Um, but yeah, everything is housed inside of Trello, which allows me to go to one space at one time and really see everything in a big picture. Um, so one thing I saw in the online space, and this is actually my free offer that I have is the content marketing side of things is crazy. There's so many moving parts to it. You've got blogs and Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram and emails and podcasts and YouTube. Like there's so many moving parts. So, um, what I wanted to do for people was show them that they could create a Trello board with a workflow of what their content looked like and what workflow their content went through. But they could also save that content on that same board so that they were able to reuse it and reschedule it and repurpose it. Um, so what I did was created this board and basically you would take whatever your workflow looks like. So most of the time it is, this is my idea list that's like a million pages long, right? Because <laughs> we all have amazing ideas. And then to do that next step, you need to actually create the thing and edit it to make sure that it looks good. Um, step number three would probably be to add your graphics because most of the time we need some sort of visual aspect inside of it. So that would be step three inside of your workflow. Um, step four would probably be ready to schedule and maybe it needs dates added to it. Maybe you need to decide what your monthly theme is, what that kind of looks like, but that content piece is ready to go. Um, step number five would probably be that it now is ready to be scheduled on whatever platform that you're looking at. Um, I actually have labels inside of the system that shows you all the different social media sites so that you can actually use one piece of content in multiple areas. 
um, but you would move it over to step number five and it's ready to schedule. For me, I actually have a VA that does that. So once it gets moved there, she gets tagged and she can go put it in. Um, and then the next, the last step is that it's been scheduled, but now it needs filed away in its appropriate digital filing cabinet inside of Trello. Um, so really just creating that workflow, whatever that looks like, and creating a content bank all in one spot so that you're able to then just quickly move things over and schedule content out so that you can stay visible, top of mind, and all of that good stuff. So um, for me, that's Trello. There's a million other tools out there that you can do it with. I've just found that Trello does it the best. And um, really just creating that all-in-one business management, team management, client management, content management hub so that you're able to manage your business more efficiently. So if, if I had to kind of refine this in a real quick snapshot yeah. on a post-it note here. So it looks like the three, the three major steps are number one, you've got to kind of gather everything together. So you have to kind yep. of identify what, do, what needs to go into Trello. Then you kind of create this yep. workflow. And then you, yep. you know, for future use, you, you kind of file it away into a content bank. So would that yeah, be kind yeah. of the three, you know, if you had three bullets? Yeah, I think so. It's yep, I would say creating an all-in-one hub to manage all the moving parts of your business is definitely there. Um, creating those workflows for the different areas in your business mm -hmm. and then making sure that you're saving that stuff so that it's a repeatable process that you can use again, whether that be a piece of content or an actual process. Um, saving it somewhere so that it can be used more than once. Yeah. Sure. Yep. I like those bullet points. Those are, that is great. I mean, you covered so much in a very short period of time. So how can, how can people find you and what's the best way to, to get this information? Yeah. Absolutely. So my website is brittanyandco-consulting.com. Um, I am on Facebook and Instagram as Brittany and co dot consulting. You couldn't do that in the website. Try to get them all the same. <laughs> um, and then to find that actual content planner that's already set up and ready to go for you, it's a bit.ly link and it's just bit.ly forward slash bco. I can never point to those the right way. So bco and then dash content planner. Um, and I actually have the entire system I just talked about laid out for you and ready to go. And you just drag and drop your content in. Um, so yeah, I'm all over, all over the internet. I'm on LinkedIn and all the things too, but those are the main places. Well, I want you to, after we're off the, off the air here, I want you to email me those links. If you don't yeah, mind absolutely. Yep. Get those up and uh, this will be in a number of different, uh, different spots. I'm using in different mediums as well. And um, I'm going to probably have to use it myself. So I'm going to send it because yeah, I've got it. my podcast oh. goes in different directions as well. So I, I mean, this, yeah. is, this was very, I actually, I have, I have a podcast management board in my templates in my course. If you're interested, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that offer. Appreciate that offer. Brittany, is there anything that we haven't touched on today that, that you would like to just kind of wrap up with and, and just leave our listeners with kind of one final thought? Yeah, um, I would say that if you are serious about your business and this is a long-term thing and not a hobby, you have to have processes in place. And if you don't, it's like building a city on quicksand. Mm. Um, it's, it's the, that's the analogy I like to use because you can build an entire thing up, but if you don't have that back-end structure and repeatable processes and organization in place, 
it's just going to come crumbling down at some point. It may be five years from now. Um, it may be two years from now. It may be tomorrow. But if you don't have that infrastructure in place, you're basically building a city on quicksand. So um, although systems are not the next sexy marketing tactic or whatever that might be, they are crucial to grow your business and to run your business. So start small, pick something, document it, and just keep streamlining. Well, see, there you went. You did it again. So you've, you've said something <laughs> so interesting. I got to have a follow-up question. And you know what? This is my podcast, so I can keep asking the questions. So right. you can do it. That's yeah. what I can do it. Yeah, I can <laughs> edit stuff out later if I need to. But so I'm curious, when you talk to people, when you talk to potential clients, what, do you, yeah. what would you say is like the percentage of people you talk to that just get it? You know, like, is it one out of two really? Yeah. And why, you know, that I, how I can help? Yeah, them. and it. It kind of depends on if I'm in my ideal client space or if I'm talking to people that are maybe a couple steps down from that. The people in my ideal client space, I would say it's probably one out of every two. Mm -hmm. And even the one that doesn't get it, it doesn't take as much explaining. Just you're like, hey, tell me what your systems are currently. And I right. can tell you if there are holes in that. Um, a lot of times the business owner is just in the day to day so much that they need somebody to come bird's eye view and see where there are maybe some deficiencies. And again, you can build an extremely successful business with messy systems. Right. Um, but if somebody can come in and show you just a few things to tweak here and there, um, it really makes a huge difference. So in my ideal client space, I would say it's probably one out of every two. And the second one I can get there pretty quickly. Um, but if I'm talking to somebody that's maybe a couple steps down and not ready yet, it does take a lot more explaining as mm -hmm. to what kind of value that could provide them just because they're still in the like startup phase and like, I'm not ready for that. I'm not there, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I would say that. Does that answer your question? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so I've got another follow-up here. So the idea, yeah. how do you price something that, I mean, this is, it's hard. It's not like, okay, I'm charging $50 per lead that I generate or, yeah. and this is really kind of a, a, I hate to use the word tertiary, but almost a kind of a necessary system improvement thing that is really hard to quantify. It's really hard to say, you know, Hey, this yeah. is going to save you 25% a year or that type of thing. So how would you, how do you price yeah. Yeah, so it is kind of hard to quantify that, and I'm st I'm still working on a system to kind of better ask questions before and ask questions after that I can convert to numbers. Sure. Um, so like, hey, I don't have a good CRM in place now. I do, and I've been able to sell X dollars more in re revenue, kind of thing. So I'm still working on that, but um, it's it's really the I just lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> See, I keep throwing these questions at you. So. I know you, you, you got me. You <laughs> threw did. me off. <laughs> you were I so amazing. I like a brain fart. Like that <laughs> completely just lost me. Ask me the question again. It'll come back. I promise. So how do you, how do you price that? How, how do you determine the price, the value? That the yeah. So by pricing structure, I really have set up for, DIY, and that's my Trello course and my templates that I've trained you in the video course and you can go do it yourself. I have a strategy package where I can come in and be that bird's eye view where I'm looking at your business as a whole and the systems and softwares and things that you're using. And I can give you an entire plan A to Z to then have you implement. Or I can come in and look at the different areas that you need help in 
And because I have so much experience in these different systems, I kind of already have a process in place for them, how long it takes, that kind of thing. So I can basically break it down that way. Um, actually, back to the city analogy, I have my 10 building block systems that are like the big overarching thing. And then inside of them, I've got multiple things that go with it. Um, and that's kind of how I've been able to break that down. So I've got DIY, strategy, implementation, and then implement change, implementation changes a bit just based on their needs. Right. Well, see, see how amazing you were at that answer? <laughs> just, I just had to give you a little space to, to get organized. as you, as you Right? Yeah. That's right. Well, Brittany, this has been a great, great uh, chat we've had this afternoon. And I, I really appreciate you just taking the time to kind of expand the knowledge base of our listenership and, and just really speak about something that we've, we haven't had anyone really that you know specific in your space. And it's just been really great to hear, you know, kind of your growth and how you've launched and, and all the services that you're providing. And, and uh, we'll look forward to having, you know, this information in the show notes and the micro course getting on YouTube and, and people connecting with, you know, to you through that as well. But I just want to, once again, just thank you for coming on and just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Brittany, have a great day. Thanks so much for having me. We'll see you later.